Blog Talk Radio. Pagans Tonight Radio, the voice of the pagan world, featuring the man with all the questions that some don't want you to hear. Called the most dangerous person you will ever listen to, the ever-curious digital pioneer, Ed the Pagan. Pagans Tonight Radio is sponsored by Witchgool.com, your anyone, anywhere, anytime online magical education. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about techno magic. And I want to thank everybody who has joined us for what is now the eighth show of its revival. And as you know, we're going to continue on. This is a long-term game. We're very patient. I want to thank everybody who's come back and has made this show so dynamic. So tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about my favorite subject. And from the last run of radio, which I did, to now, I've really kind of consolidated my thoughts on this. That any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Arthur C. Clarke, Third Law. And silly is any technology that does not appear as magic is insufficiently advanced. And so the idea is is that real magic, real technology that really makes a difference eventually disappears in our lives to the point where it's magic for all practical purposes because you just have this belief that it'll work. It'll be faith. You can have a scientific answer to it, but you don't know what it is necessarily. Uh, A good example is the light switch. When you turn it on, you just know it's going to work. And when it doesn't work, you're shocked. Uh, Electricity, you know when you plug something in and you use it to start something. You might have some fundamental ideas of how electricity works, but you really don't know how that electricity comes into it. So magic disappears into our, our, our lives. Technology disappears into our lives and becomes part of the game of our lives. And so one of the things I want to start is, well, I want to give you a definition of magic. And this definition of magic by mages, for mages, is the application of will aiming to impact reality. Manifestation of something that exists inside one's mind into an eternal, external objective fact in the real world. And that was given to us by Master Resenius. And I really like that piece. I really think it's important. The idea that it's the application of will aiming to impact reality, manifestation of something that exists inside one's mind into an external objective fact in the real world. We're coming to that moment. We're actually in the dawn star moments of a great next great age of the living world. Even in its steady drive to extinction, which we are all facing, an equally powerful form of evolution is occurring. The technium, let me tell you, the technium is a, is a big thing. And technium is the li- seventh order of life, which is the technology itself is becoming more and more lifelike. Um, it is merging into the seventh order of life. It's becoming that. Our technology is becoming more magical, more powerful, and so incredibly important to the future. For those of you who file Peter Diamandis, he calls it, our world is becoming auto-magical. It's getting so embedded into it, it just seems like magic. Yeah, and that, you know, pretty soon you, you use the last bit of your toothpaste and the package arrives with a new toothpaste. Um, you want a pizza? There's a pizza. So far is that you're going to go to the airport and the Uber driver's right there on time. 
And then, and so as part of this in the 21st century, magic became digitized, joining the challenge of communication once again. Magic has always been the movement of subjective thought to objective reality over time. Magical thought used expressive tools from the earliest awareness of humanity. And so that is an important distinction. We've always had this idea of magic as bringing out from what was in to outside to share with other people. Um, and so I have like this little poem that I, I, I often say, say that this led us to it. And it says, we begin with images that were created at the same time that music was played. We began to create symbols which combined with thought that was shared. We began to gather knowledge in the form of images and symbols. Then we began to write and copy scrolls and then books. We began to print books. We began to record our words and music. We began to capture our images as we lived and acted. We began to record our information digitally. We began to express ourselves in cyberspace. And that's where we're at today. We're beginning to express ourselves in cyberspace. This show, while it may seem very straightforward, is actually being created right now and stored in cyberspace. And it's being generated to you. And anyone can listen to this show right now. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to me right now, live, or... More likely, you're hearing the automated recording that is being made at the same time and is stored as long as they pay my fees uh, to Blog Talk Radio. It will be accessible. But even if I stop that, it would still be on the Blog Talk Radio servers until such time as they wish to do it. And because of the fact that this show is downloadable, if you're on Apple, you can actually download it to listen to it later. So there are copies of this show, will be copies of the show, not just on Blog Talk Radio servers, but on other servers as well, and on people's phones as well. So I really kind of explained, so technomagic is the ability to use our imaginations to create things, and that we're utilizing cyberspace as the medium of expression of our will. What is it that is we're creating? And for me, it was the creation of a witch school, a radio station, a television station, um, Rituals online, all of this sort of thing, I create a community. And ultimately, that's what I wanted to do, is create a community that now exists in the world that can actually deal with magic, deal with magical thought, deal with the expressions of our world as we love it, as we appreciate it. And that we're always finding ways to communicate better and better. If you go on to Witch School, we have now added virtual box. Um, we also have virtual candles. We love it. And we and do it, um, and so we were were really excited on it. So if you're a techno mage, it means that you put most of your magic into the you you build your world into that into the techno mage. And so really tonight I'm going to go over the five skills you need to be a techno mage. And the number one skill you have to do is the ability to access cyberspace. In 2020, this is recognized as being an interface through a device, either a box a phone, or other computerized interface. The ability to locate a signal that allows them to enter the Internet and cyberspace is essential. This will be through a wire, a filament, or through wireless signals in the hit in this moment in history. 
Um, right now, Elon Musk's company, SpaceX, is putting up a global satellite system, which is now completed for all practical purposes, to be able to allow you to tap into a global worldwide interface at any given time. So your ability to access the cyberspace becomes essentially important. For me, I have my house Wi-Fi. Uh, we have some wired computers. And my cell phone not only has unlimited data plan on it, it's also got a hotspot so I can turn on other devices into cyberspace. So you can't really be much of a techno base if you can't access cyberspace. And that can be flash drives. It can be stored memories. It doesn't have to be an actively just the Internet. It can access things that are not necessarily on the Internet but still represent cyberspace in some way. And so that's a big part of it. Number two, the ability to control their data digital aura. The ability to control their digital aura. Technomage needs to control their digital aura. This is a the digital aura is created whenever a free willed agency um is a free willed agency, a human in twenty twenty, which begins to become active in cyberspace. The ability to access the internet begins to build a, a digital aura by creating information that identifies the individual. The information grows as one accesses more of that web, being leaving behind pieces of information that accumulates. This is passwords. This is access and data. This is all the different things that you do on the Internet, all the comments, all of um, the parts you access. You leave this kind of trail, this sort of astral-like electronic information. And that all of this becomes part of your digital aura, that anyone who knows how to read it can read your information. And you're, you're trying to project that out to the world. So, yeah, it's a very important thing. So be careful. You have a digital aura. Yet many you come online, you're, you're being traced, you're being cookied, you're being all sorts of things. And you're creating this aura around you, which kind of tells the world what you want to be. And sometimes it gives out real information. Sometimes it's uh, fictional information that you create, or it is cosplay. It could be any number of things. But at all times you're creating, when you're on the Internet, in cyberspace, you're adding to your digital aura, just like you add, add to the energy of your life body, your soul body. Three, the ability to develop presence. Presence is the central point of attention each individual is centered in. If the digital aura is where free will interfaces with the Internet, the present is where free will is contained. Within cyberspace, it becomes where the individual accesses and keeps their attention involved. Presence is the essential to the act in cyberspace and how much of your will and ability to act when required. Simply put, how much you can absorb into your mind simultaneously to keep your attention? How much attention can you project out there? And while you're building your digital aura, this is building your digital body. Say, for me, right now, I'm playing Pokemon, and I'm a 34th level, trying to become a 35th level trainer. And I'm collecting all sorts of digital creatures and all sorts of digital things. And the data that the, the site, Nantex, is picking up is my locations, how I play, how I you know, scan things for them of areas, so that's where my attention when I play the game is where my attention is. And then my digital aura is all that other stuff that is around there. So my presence in Pokemon is my ranking, my scores, the things that I've collected, 
my ability to trade. So that's a presence. I'm present in the game and doing it. Same could be true for Call of Duty. Lots of people play it, and you have your, you know, you build these soldiers, and you can play that. Warcraft, you can do that. But in a more modern world, it is the Zoom meetings where you're actually emitting. Not only are you creating a digital aura, but you're also having a body where you're now interacting with the world, and that you're having meetings and you're having businesses. Um, another place that your your attention can be focus, but other people can put attention on there so that you make money 24 hours a day, is the concept of Shopify and online stores and Etsy and eBay. You put that out there, you create to spend some time and information and intention, put your will out to just sell these objects, and then you can leave that behind for a while and let that work its magic and so that people can come there anytime that they want to. To, to come in there, and that's another piece of containment. It can be, I have just got into a game, uh, an app called Reality. It's a very simple game. They create a, a, a two-dimensional or kind of two-dimensional object, a person, which then you can act on and you can act through, and it follows your face gestures, and it follows everything else, and it then becomes a sort of character. There's lots of ways for you to play your head into cyberspace and where you place that attention is where your presence is. And then you can use that to build structures which reinforce your presence. Um, and that's an important aspect. So four is the ability to be techno-literate. Techno-literacy is the ability to use and communicate with, with the essential tools and platforms of cyberspace. Lots of form of it, literacy, being a coder, uh, the ultimate is, of course, is being a network engineer with advanced coding skills. And then you have more control over the Internet than, than most people. The greater the ability to comprehend binary language and every language and then programming code and find this generates ability to transform cyberspace into what you want it to be. So, yeah, when, yeah, the better you can code, the better you understand it, the better you can project your will into the Internet and allow it to form, the more that you have the ability to transform cyberspace into what you want. Cyberspace actually exists. It actually has weight inside cyberspace. It actually has an electronic weight. And so that's kind of interesting and cool and the more you can manipulate that, either through programs that are created for you or even by creating your own programs, the greater your literacy is. And the greater the literacy, the greater of the object. You can be a person who uses it, like a person enters a building. You can be somebody who maintains that building, like a janitor or an engineer. You can be the architect who designs that building. And you could be a builder who builds the building. It's all a matter of what you're literate in what your skills are going to be. Words are regenerative. Symbols are formative. And in cyberspace, these combine to create unlimited worlds. Just today, they're talking about the metaverse about a year and a half, out, a month, couple of months out of Earth 2.0, where people are buying and selling pieces of cybernetic lands, digital land based on the real world. They've already sold 25 million parcels of these. And they're just symbols of land inside of the Internet. Um, so you can create unlimited number of worlds. 
So words are regenerative, symbols are formative, and in cyberspace, these combine to create unlimited worlds. From simple screen touching, typing, and organizing thought to the understanding and creating powerful algorithm falls on the technomage sense of self. Cyber spirits are coming. This is, would be covered in the Alexa, the series. Any way that you utilize these interfaces and you become literate in them, including being able just to talk to your Siri or your Alexa or Cordota or any number of these cybernetic beings that are being created out of intelligent electricity, i.e. codes that run through silicon bodies that can be made into data that can come to life, part of the technium. It sounds crazy, but it's true then you can basically control that. And we're in the dawns of our ancestors, so this is very much what's happening around us now. The ability to store information. Number five is the ability to store information. This is an essential thing. So we've already gone through the fact that you should be literate. You should have access to the Internet. And you have this powerful imagination around your ideas so you can then create a presence. And, of course, the digital aura begins it all. So once you get on the Internet, you begin to build a digital aura. You begin to develop your presence. You become literate in how to use it. And the last thing that you must be, the five principal skills of a technomage, is the ability to store information. Maintaining the ability to store information is essential. It is required to make use of digital aura and presence. It's also equally important to maintain control and access of, of storage of data. Last, it is important to protect and preserve information, data, and programs that one uses. Remember, 1984 allowed them to, to actually go into the database and change the database of the information you can access. And that's a very dangerous place if you're not in control of your own information. So a technomage makes sure that they are absolutely in control of their information to their best of the ability. As time goes on and we grow in cyberspace, the ability to control information storage either through either software or hardware or something in between will be crucial. The entirety of our future culture will be in how we control our memory storage. That's it. And if you have those five skills behind you, you can actually become quite effective in your, in your thing. So even storing information, what's information? Well, there we go. Information can be a program. It can be anything that acts. And you can get all sorts of augmented ideology. It's augmenting it. And what's going to happen in the physical world is going to become much more digital. You're going to see augmented reality, which is where you put on a pair of glasses, put a pair of headphones on. Already seeing it. Uh, Alexa's beginning that process. And that you're able to see project that digital world into, um, as a layer onto the physical world. I use my phone to do that with um, with Pokemon. There are other, you know, other sorts of energy. And eventually it will be so that I can go ahead and put on glasses and I will see Pokemon everywhere. Trust me. And HoloLenses. And, or imagine going into a cereal company and then the box of cereal is like, woohoo! And so, yeah. And so, yeah, so that's a very powerful and, and, and useful aspect of it. Certainly, Technomagic has other things. You can utilize these programs. And as we move into a VR world, and uh, so an augmented reality world, 
we'll be able to soon cast spells that have an actual effect on the digital reality, and that digital reality can do that. There's a thing called mind, uh, a mind game, and, or mind technology, M-Y-N-D. And I've been watching it. They haven't brought out the tool yet, but they're monitoring your brain energy, your EEG, no, EEG, how your brain waves work, and use And through that, almost, and they're calling it telekinetic magic, is that you'll be able to, with devices that can pick up the signal of your brain that you can send out, it sends out a signal to activate your house, to do things to be involved with it so you're interacting by thought with your house. So that's another form of techno literacy. As this equipment comes out, you, you do so. So the last thing a techno mage has to do, and it's not on these first five roles that I created uh, to, to, to explain it, is six is maintaining your equipment, your rigging. It's kind of inherent in all of that, that you have to have the interface, you have to have memory storage. And then you have to have access to programs, access to everything. So you get into this sort of digital aura. And then your digital aura is really dependent on how it is that bridge that interacts between the devices that you carry. Right now, the devices are getting smaller and smaller and cheaper and cheaper compared to their power. And ultimately, they end up inside you. That's where we're going to go. Eventually, techno-ages will have... Biohackers are great for this. We'll eventually have it inside your body, inside your energy, inside your presence, and eventually we will then make our way into that physical to digital space. And so these are the kind of the skills of a techno mage. I, I think I enjoy doing them. I can talk all day about this, but I want to be comprehensive and give you this information right now. And I'm hoping that you will enjoy, I hope you enjoy it. And so with that, we're going to enjoy it, and we'll be back tomorrow with even more on Pegasus Night Radio. Thank you for joining me. And with that, of course, it never works quite the way I want. But because my technoliteracy is still growing, and so I want to take this and I want to play one last song for you. And it's been so there. Hi, everybody. I'm Celia. And I wrote this song for Kern and Deb, who are becoming ordained ministers through the Circle Sanctuary Ministerial Program. How cool is that? It's for them and anyone who's gone before them and for all of the people who will follow in their footsteps. It's called We Celebrate You. I did a little bit of the drums recording looped earlier so that the song's not too long. So here goes, We Celebrate You. We celebrate you in community for your service to the pagan family for your Your commitment to your 
And the uh, uh, thank you. That was Celia, the artist. Thank you very much, and have a pleasant evening. We celebrate you here at Pagan's Night Radio.